The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. Yeah, once you catch the momentum, too, like I yes. think you've talked about it too. It's totally. you, you catch catch the moment. Your first 500K is tough. That your first million is like a little bit easier. And then from there, it's a rocket ship. Hi, this is Nadir Price, founder of Nadir Price Photography, and you're tuned in to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, the founder of the Dream Chasers platform, and thank you for tuning into our content. We've got some phenomenal creators making a name for themselves on this platform, and we just want to say thank you for going on this journey with us. It's been a lot of fun over the past few years, and hey, we're just getting started. We would also like to take this moment to shine light on our sponsor, Raise Masters, the number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. To learn more about Raise Masters, you can go to raisemasters.com. That's raisemasters.com. And again, thank you for investing your most valuable resource with us, your time. Now kick back and enjoy the show. Jeremy, my amazing producer, take it away. This is Dream Chases. Episode 215 with Brian Wages. Hey guys. Hi, Grandma. This is Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. What is going on, Capital Raisers in the building? I'm here with my man, one of our Raise Masters members, Brian Wagers. What's up, Brian? Savannah, Adam. Good to see you, Adam. How are you? Great, great. Brian, happy to have you here. Your nickname within the group is Mr. 100, so we're looking for a 100% amazing time with you here today. <laughs> That's right. Brian was our 100th member, and I we kind of exchanged back and forth when he first joined. He was like, watch me. That was his attitude. At least that was my version of his attitude. He was just like, watch me work. And Brian, I want to kind of start with, let's go back, you know, not too long ago, a couple months ago. Just tell us kind of a little bit about your business back then. And then what made you think, okay, I want to kind of scale this. I want to grow this and walk us through that whole process. Yeah. So, I mean, I was joint, you know, it wasn't like I had never done any real estate deals or anything like that. I was joint venturing on a couple of deals with family. I did a couple of deals on my own. But I was getting to a point that I knew if I wanted to continue to grow and be the best at what I was doing, I had to get outside of my comfort zone of doing 20 unit deals in my backyard with family and friends. So, you know, syndication was always in the back of my mind. It was always something that I knew. It wasn't like a new idea for me. It was somewhere I knew I had to go. But I was in that kind of stage of really trying to explode my growth. So I typically, I talk about, I see this very common. There's like three ceilings that people get stuck at when it comes to kind of growing a real estate company. The first is either they go out to their friends and family and their friends and family are like, basically like get lost or they invest with them once or maybe twice, but they don't really see it the way that you and I see it, where they, they're not thinking, oh, here's my portfolio. How much of my portfolio should I move over to Brian Wagers, which is like the kind of investors you want. So you, you hit a ceiling pretty quickly where your friends and family are like tapped out, even though they love you, they're just not usually like real estate investors like us. So it sounds like you either hit that ceiling or you're like seeing that that ceiling was coming like right around the corner. And then 
what did you want to build? Like, did you already know, okay, I need to build a syndication company. I need to create this entire like infrastructure. Or were you just kind of like, I'm going to run out of money soon? It was a combination of both of that. You know, I was starting to see the ceiling coming. You know, I, I was starting to see that in the near future, you know, with the way I was looking to grow. And I saw myself either being having my own syndication company or being, you know, number two, number three to a larger syndication company and joining, you know, and bringing value to a growing company. So I saw myself raising capital for um, not just my family and friends and a higher outreach where, where people were coming to me for capital versus me going out and getting it. And yeah, it's very difficult to scale that if you're just trying to chase people around and doing coffee meetings and lunches. It's it's difficult to raise five, ten, fifteen million dollars doing that. So then you found out about us. You ended up making the commitment. I know it hurts a little bit to send the check. You get in this business, you want the money to come in the bank account, not leave the bank account. So what was like the thing that made you think, hey, listen, I gotta send them the money to get this value in exchange? What was that value that you were looking for? Yeah, I mean, I was I had a you know pretty long talk with Adam, you know, right before I sent it over, you know. But <laughs> I think just talking through like the business plan and really sharpening my sword, like I have this background in real estate and I could really use that and leverage that to get pretty extraordinary results with someone that is in the space, that's active in the space. What you guys were doing with other capital raisers that had gone through the program, I saw that. And it was really like Okay, if I'm going to make this invest, how many invest? You know, what is that? A couple investors. If I if I do this and I get a couple investors out of it, then you know it pays for itself. You know, so that was kind of a moment for me, and it was also just to continue the growth. You know that I mentioned, but and he's yeah. been he has been full send since that moment, and we'll keep it clean for the interview. But his his quote was when he decided to move forward: "Send the blank box." And he has <laughs> he has been full send. Yeah. So let's talk about this. And by the way, the math is pretty straightforward. You're right. A couple investors make up for the investment, but you know, you have to do the work too. Like we have the playbook, but I know that you didn't just go, okay, great. Like clunk. No, you had to go out and actually make it happen. So like walk us through some of the steps you took to actually implement some of the things we teach at Raise Masters, regardless of what, what you feel was like the most important learning lesson that you made and then how you executed it and then what the results were. Yeah. So I think some people join the program for the networking, you know, which I think is great, you know, but for me, it was about sharpening my sword and making my execution a lot higher, you know? So for me, that first step was going through the modules and really like relearning what I was, you know, wanting to do. And then like, I scheduled a call with Chris, I scheduled a call with you, Hunter, I scheduled a call with Brian, you know, just doing different, talking about different topics you know, like structuring conversations, you know, for me, it was, I'm young, and I was pretty active in the real estate space. So I was, you know, I was engaging with a lot of people that wanted to also be active investors, you know, so it's kind of just yeah. turning the pitch a little bit, to, uh, you know, attracting more of the passive investing side, you know, versus what I was doing with more actively. So just some fine tuning of that, you know, where getting like how I would structure myself on a podcast, how I would structure myself with an investor meeting, you know, having that, Hey, we've got 30 minutes, you know, I, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'll tell you about me. You know, th that, that was a big help too, as far as, you know, getting the best use of your time with each conversation. Totally. So you basically built out something specifically focused on passive investing. And then give us just a couple of key takeaways of how did you get more attention to it? Like how did you get more leads? You know, like how did you make that happen and how did you nurture those leads? 
Yeah, I think being consistent and your marketing approach is big. You know, like I think having the group to hold me accountable and like always being in the group for more ideas on how to approach that ideas for, you know, drip campaign ideas for marketing, like on emails, you know, you guys have a great system with, with ASIM, how you guys do it. So being able to take some of the ideas that other raise masters are you in what ASIM is doing and implementing it in my own, you know, outreach, investor outreach. Totally. Modeling what works. Okay. Now there's probably a lot of people here that are like feeling a little stuck around things and maybe they feel like, oh, it's like, this doesn't work because of this and this doesn't work because that. Did you have any thinking? Were you thinking anything like that? Were you like, oh, either hundreds full of crap or this isn't going to work for me because I'm in single family or whatever? Like, Did you have anything that you can think back that you remember? No, I mean, the biggest thing was just making sure that I was going to get, you know, good takeaways from it. I think I had that before I joined. Once I joined, I I was ready, like you said, go full send. You know, I was ready to get into it and put in the work, not just get in and just be in the group. You have to put in work. You have to listen to the modules. You have to start scheduling calls with everybody, make a couple connections in the group. So, you know, once I made the commitment, I was ready to go. But before the commitment, you know, I was just making sure that I was going to get that value by doing the math. And, you know, you guys, I think there was something about like, you know, having some scripts that that was important to me, like having a couple of scripts that I could look at to look at what I've been sending and compare and add and take away. Let's talk about results. Because one of the reasons we wanted to do this is that you really have taken off like a rocket ship. And it's been it's like exactly what so many people want to do. They want to come in and say, I haven't really raised money like in an LPGP situation, but I know that that's the next step for me. And then you executed it perfectly. And why don't you talk about you know the amount of money that you've raised since then and all that stuff. Yeah. And I still feel like I'm like just getting started. Like I feel like this is just a tip of where I'm going with, with the raising. So, you know, I'm closing into the 10 million mark. I want, I can see 15 million in the future, you know, so it's been a, a lot of growth since, since that started, you know, I, before I started, you know, I, I think we talked a little bit about it. I was just joint venturing, you know, now it's the true syndication structure. And now even looking at, you know, possible fund model with a group that I, I'm joining in with. Very cool. And so how many months did it take you to go from never creating a syndication to raising somewhere in the eight to $9 million range, if I remember correctly? Yeah. I mean, I joined in October and I was, I was raising in September, you know, but by, by September we, we, I was raising on deals and, and I had more deals in the pipeline in November and December. So it was within a month that I was, I was getting it going. So like six months or seven months that you had accomplished that goal and we're not even through the year. I mean, it would not be surprising if you were at 15 by the end of your 12 month period after joining something I think like once, that. Yeah. Once you catch the momentum too, like I yes. think you've talked about it too. It's totally. you catch, catch the moment. Your first 500 K is tough that your first million is like a little bit easier. And then from there, it's a rocket ship, you know, and, and it's not just sitting back and riding that ride because it's attending to it, you know, making sure that you still have still going. So I think it's, it is a process, but the biggest thing is that grind in the beginning when you're putting in all that work and you don't see the results right away, just, you know, that's the toughest part, you know, but that's then once you break through, it's mm. you can really get out there. Facts, dude. And I, I want to take a second to talk about this because sometimes like we as individuals, and this is true of myself as well, like 
we are accustomed to living in a linear world. Like we're accustomed to living in a world where if you're a W-2 employee, you get a a 5% raise every year. And the goal is to kind of barely keep up with inflation or not keep up with inflation in today's environment. And that's like typical. But if you're taking the risk and the emotional volatility and the emotional challenges of being an entrepreneur, it is only worth it if there is the potential for quantum leaps and no ceiling of your income and business and, and net worth and influence. So like you should be in pursuit of the hockey stick. It should not be you raise 10 million one year and then you raise 12 million the next year, right? Which by the way, that would be a 20% increase. That's still not anyone's goal in this business. It's to be like 10, 20, 40, 80, 160, right? And by the way, when I got into this business, it went half a million, then it went like 350, then it went like two, five, 14, 20, 31. Like that's the kind of thing. And by the way, that whole time I was disappointed. I was just like, oh, why don't we get to 50? You know what I mean? But (laughs) the pursuit of those quantum leaps, those moments where you have that idea and you go, oh, now I get it at the higher level and the ceiling doesn't exist. So Brian, I really appreciate you coming on, man. One last question. Obviously you've had a great experience here. Would you suggest someone that was in your position, you know, eight months ago, join Raise Masters? If you're thinking about it, you've probably already made the decision in your mind. I think you need to just go ahead and do it. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, it, if you're thinking about this sort of process and you're already like ahead of like your peers and everything like that, a lot of people aren't looking at, you know, sharpening, I keep saying it, but like sharpening your sword, you know? So it's, it's something that I think if you're trying to be the best version of yourself, if you're trying to be the best razor, why would you not do something oh, like man. this? Totally. I love that. And I appreciate the compliment, obviously. We're very, very grateful for you. Before we jump off, though, we want to give you an opportunity to shout out all the hard work that you've done. You know, What's your website? What's your LinkedIn? How can people learn more about you? Yeah. I mean, my LinkedIn is just Brian Wagers. I'm on Instagram a lot right now, Facebook. So Brian Wagers on all the social medias. You can reach out to me there. Cool. One last question before we jump off. What is the one key takeaway that you had that was like, all right, this is one of those quantum leap moments. I have to tie it back into there. Is there anything, it doesn't have to be about raised message, just something in your journey where you've been like, oh, that shift, whether it's a myth busting or a limiting belief in your mind, where the moment you uncover that, you never unsee it. And you just basically print money from that concept. Yeah, I think it's a continual process. But for me, I think there were some moments where I had investors that I thought were going to be easy checks. And then I have people come out of the blue that... I had no idea that I thought they might be interested in investing and they start investing and you're getting more and more of those people that you weren't really sure that were going to invest. So it's like, you know, putting yourself out there, it's, it's pretty valuable and, and you will start to attract people that you may have not thought were in your circle that were capable of investing. Dude, you are wise beyond your age, buddy. That is such a good point. I'm just taking one second to kind of expand on that because a lot of people say like, oh, I don't want to build like an online presence. I've already got this like in-person network. And I'm thinking, you have no idea how valuable that in-person network is currently if you don't have an online infrastructure that's touching them multiple times without requiring your one-on-one time. So like if you have an organic like friends and family network that has a bunch of high net worth people in it, you can create automations that will contact those people every 60, 90, 120 days 
on an automated back office type of manner, and then everything in your business starts to rise. So what he's saying is all of those, what we call, Adam and I call them green apples, the people that could have gone either way, all of a sudden they start going your way. And it's because it's happening in the back end without anything that you're doing. And we, of course, have automations and templates that can handle that. But look, Brian, got to jump off. I'm so appreciative of you. We're sending you that trophy soon, man. Congratulations. Hit me up when you hit the 10 milli. Absolutely. Thanks, Good stuff, Brian. Peace. See ya. Thank you once again for investing your most valuable resource with us here today your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please drop a five-star rating and a review below. Take a screenshot of it and send it over to nextlevel at carswell.io. We have a present for you. We really appreciate you guys leaving those reviews because it really helps with the overall SEO and visibility of the show and allows us to continue to bring on high-quality guests. So once again, thank you. And remember, take it to the next level.